Welcome to the Seamless Podcast. We interview world-class industry leaders about innovation within the commercialization arena. We engage with entrepreneurs and global enterprises about the vast world of technology and how it collides with the Midwest's deeply rooted manufacturing industries. Whether you are an entrepreneur or a corporate executive, our objective is to take you on an exploration of the commercialization landscape that is responding to the change in both the physical and the digital worlds. Each series will speak with our coalition of global companies and sponsor partners, as well as the startups and companies participating in the Seamless Commercialization Program, all working together to bring innovative products to market. Join us as we take a closer look into the smart home, connected healthcare, workplace innovation, manufacturing, connected automotive, and the retail markets. Hi, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Seamless Podcast. This is our first ever experience on this, and we're really excited because we're going to talk about the Seamless IoT commercialization program. And if you're not familiar, it's a revolutionary global program that's focused around commercializing the Internet of Things and doing that in the West Michigan ecosystem. And this podcast is effectively kind of to really represent the facets that are happening here. We, we, we've done videos and we do a number of things, uh, articles and such, but uh, we really want to kind of build the conversation about this. So this, uh, this podcast is all about and uh, we'll be talking with a series of different people from vendors to commercialization partners about the uh, growth and Michigan's legacy in the smart enabled economy. And so our first guest today is the creator of this program, Mike Moore. And Mike, how are you today? I'm doing great. That's Ryan. fantastic. Yeah, so I love, I love your hesitancy when you say the seamless, uh, what is this thing? Is it an accelerator? Is it a commercialization program? And well, that's part you, of the reason we're talking about this today, right? Because I think you, we're doing something different. Yeah, clarify that. Well, we can we can jump in right there. So expand on effectively where we started with Seamless. And when we launched, we had a very strong kind of public presence on this term of an accelerator. Right. And we've pivoted on that to a commercialization program. What does that actually mean? Yeah, so so when we started, we started with the word accelerator because we probably didn't have the capacity to create new vocabulary. Now we probably do. You know, Seamless was created under, under a few different underlying hypotheses, right? One, as we've been building the ecosystem in West Michigan, we've had a lot of interaction with enterprises. Mm-hmm. And we saw two sides of a problem. We saw enterprises that were struggling to keep up with the pace of innovation, especially things that were really disruptive to their industry. And then we saw startups emerging in this embedded, call it IoT, call it smart spaces, smart things space, that really were never going to be able to build their their organizations in a standalone way. At some point, they were going to have to intersect with the capacity that those enterprises have. And that's kind of new. Sure. Historically, the kind of venture world and what people got excited about were things that were going to displace or disrupt enterprises, sure. not things that collaborate with them. So the, the, the core of Seamless is how do we create a place? How do we create a soft landing spot? How do we do this differently uh, that effectively lets startups and enterprises collaborate to create value in the startup? Well, why in particular was... Grand Rapids selected or, or West Michigan selected for this space, um, it, it's, it could be happening anywhere, for lack of a better term, but mm-hmm. why this place? There's a, there's a couple different reasons. I mean, 
I, I don't know that it was selected. You know, if you look at economic development and, and where different regions are going, I, I think there's some mythology that you can just say, oh, we're going to be biotech and sure. you're just going to go create it. Um, I think really it's more about identifying the assets that right. exist in a region and then leveraging those assets. And, and I think that's what we discovered um, from the original uh, investing we were doing, early stage ecosystem things that we were doing, is that we have probably more intellectual, physical, social capital in West Michigan around embedding technology into things right. than any place in the world. Because, so, I mean, we have that auto industry background. Yeah. Even though we might be two hours or two and a half hours outside of Detroit, yes. we are still, we have the vendors here um, and the partners right. that have been putting computers into cars or other things. So that's... I guess, for, if yeah. I'm understanding you right, that's yeah, cars, that's nothing new. office furniture, sure. Just even the concept of human-centered design and industrial design, we have a tremendous amount of capacity in the region. So it, it's funny how things play out over history. It, you know, six, seven, eight years ago, everybody was saying, "Oh my God, all of the industrial stuff that we propped up for 20 years is going to be the death of us." We bet mm -hmm. on the auto industry. And now we got all these factories and railroad tracks and injection molds right. and all this crap around, and it's all going to China and it's all going to Mexico, and we're screwed, right? That's basically the entire '80s, as I remember. <laughs> right, and, and so, but it's funny how history repeats itself. I don't think anybody really saw that the line between digital and physical was going to go away. Sure. That physical was going to become cool again, and that, or, or not even just cool, just that that people were going to stop differentiating between digital and physical and this and all of this physical capacity that we propped up is now becoming unbelievably useful in the new economy. Well we had okay, so in, in terms of physical and digital, so you had hardware providers in the eighties and nineties, you know, in the valley and in Texas. And then you had this boom happen with software in, you know, two thousand one, two thousand six, like all of that started really skyrocketing and now all of a sudden hey we've got these chips that can we can put in uh, absolutely anything and right. we can create this confluence between hardware and software like no other time so now you're just not, in a way we are cool but we're more importantly relevant exactly so so in that digital era that was mostly software driven you really had only a very limited number of input sources you know to to that digital world right it was primarily your computer and your phone sure well, once that starts to become ubiquitous and everything's an input device, a chair is, a refrigerator is, a table is, a car is, right. well, now that, changes, now that changes everything, right? And so now that technology, which the cost of has come down dramatically. If right. you look at you know, sensors, LIDAR, you know, all of these things that were astronomically expensive are now pennies, you know, right. uh, it, that's, that's the game change. And so, so with that, with those prices coming down, why, how does that opportunity happen? Is the opportunity in the sensor or is it in something else that Seamless is really kind of looking at and working to work with teams to investigate? Yeah, that's a loaded question. It right? is a loaded because, question. <laughs> because, there, because there's a progression here, okay. right? So the sensors need to make their way into the stuff, mm -hmm. step one. But once the sensors make their way into the stuff, and we actually have a way to understand how the things are being used, right. it's got to make its way back into the business model, right? So when we talk about product as service, right. right? I mean, I used to buy a car, now I hail an Uber, 
Sure. Right. I took something that used to be a product I bought. Now, in, in Uber's case, they're leveraging cars that other people own. But if you look at the case of Ford or GM, they're looking at models where maybe they own it. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I've taken something that used to require a consumer to spend twenty, thirty thousand dollars of capital, mm-hmm. and I've now broken it down into a series of, you know, nine dollar rides. Right. And so this this move from, from Product to service is going to be huge, and so many of the the seamless consortium partners are in that physical world. They're aware of that transition, sure. and they've got to figure out how to morph into that service-based business. And the best way to do that is to partner with software companies that are going there, as opposed to try to undo your your entire you know current business model. So before we we kind of leave that, the six there's six consortium partners. What are those? Correct. Are those? So so what we're when we, when we put the original consortium together, we were looking for global leaders in environments in which people interact with things. Right. So Meyer Stores, you know, who's the fifth largest retailer in the United States sure. in, in that kind of retail commerce sector. For SIA Automotive, which is actually a Paris-based company, but their innovation headquarters is in Holland, Michigan. That's weird, right? Yeah, right. That's pretty well, awesome. It, it's, well, hold on. So it's not weird. West Michigan has been a global leader in human-centered design and product design for a long time. And so in Forsia's case, you know, when they were trying to figure out where to put a global innovation center, and this is a hub, you know, they have other innovation centers in Europe and Shanghai, and but it's centered out of Holland. It's all functions here. Right. That's awesome. Right. And you look at software development companies like Universal Mind, mm-hmm. national software development company, one of the biggest, where is their head? Of UX, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Sure. You know, KPMG. Um, you know, bought a company called Synergy, which was another UX company right. based in Grand Rapids, Michigan. So, and when we look in retrospect, this isn't going to be a surprise at all. Mm-hmm. But, but it kind of feels like it is. So, so back to the consortium. So you got Meyer and Retail for CN Automotive, Steelcase. You know, not. I don't say it's in office furniture because they know more about how people work right. than almost any company. In the world, and they've been doing that for almost three decades. Right, really putting out quality research. Right. On that. So when we're looking at in you know retail, auto, work, then we got Spectrum Priority Health, which I believe is the fifth largest integrated healthcare system in the country. And, so Spectrum and, is the hospital group, and Priority is the insurance group. Exactly right. And so why that's important is is many of the transitions that are happening in healthcare from provider to payer. We've right. got a higher degree of transparency here because we have a, right. a single entity that can work together on that. So that, that's a very important uh, piece, what we're doing. And then we have Amway, um, who knows a tremendous amount in the consumer product space. Right. So that's great. So that's kind of you know, so seamless. We're getting ready to welcome in uh, a group of new teams here mm-hmm. in the next, uh, the next week. And they'll be here through about Thanksgiving. Um, we're, we're really excited. We've got some really good core technology companies. Some of them are physical, some of them are digital. Yep. You know, again, we, we, we fly kind of loose with the IoT definition. You know, for us, I, I just continue to, to come back to this notion that what's digital and physical, the line is going away. Right. And if you're playing in that space, you know, we're interested, we're interested in talking to you. Well, and I think it's, I think it's good. Uh, we don't always know what we don't know. And that if you look at it as a grand experiment, um, keeping that open mind on that is, is probably the best way to to approach it yeah so we'll wrap up there great at this point yeah, and well. look forward to more of the seamless iot podcast in the next couple of weeks we'll be speaking with some of the consortium partners we'll be speaking with members of the of the teams and uh, as well as some of our vendor partners so yeah. look out for that